episode 92, my personal goals for the new year. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hello, my friends. Okay, so we're trying this a little bit differently today. Sometimes I just want to talk to y'all. So that's kind of what I'm going to do today. I wanted to share a few things. So I have been going through the process over the last couple weeks. Um, Obviously for me, as I said, this is just past the Jewish New Year. This is also so applicable. First of all, great sneak peek if you don't set New Year's resolutions till January. But also I think for a lot of us that back to school feel really does kind of feel like the start of something new. So feel free to take advantage of that, even if this isn't your new year. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been working with a good friend of mine on nailing down my goals and my sort of specific vision for this upcoming year. Things in all areas of my life that I want to be working on and improving. And one piece of this exercise that we do together, which is based on Rabbi Niven's Elohim, is a yearly direction, is picking like one, you know, I know that a lot of you have heard it in a different way. Like some people do like the word of the year. I know that was a big thing with Gretchen Rubin on her podcast for a while. I don't know if she still does that, but they would choose like a word of the year or a mantra of the year. People will choose different things like that, right? And I wanted to bring in what I knew from coaching when I created my yearly direction. And I want to share with you how that works and why I think it's really effective and important to include this step when you're thinking about what you want for your year. So looking at this year coming up, just give you like a bird's eye view of what we're looking at. So we still don't know if our kids are going to be in school, on phone school, you know, in and out all year. We are still finding our feet a little bit in Israel. We moved just over a year ago to a brand new country and a brand new continent. And, you know, we have a lot to learn. That's for sure true. My husband started a new job. First year married is growing and changing and evolving. I am enrolled in coach certification with the Life Coach School, which has started now and is amazing. So I want to make sure that I'm taking advantage of that. I set an outrageous goal for myself for my A1C, which as a diabetic, that is the biggest measurement for how I'm doing health-wise in terms of taking care of all of my needs. And I, it's so fun because I set a goal that was like kind of moderate, And then this is just a side note, but it's such a great story. And I am working this year on celebrating more. So you guys can celebrate with me. So I set a goal to be six or below. Six is a pre-diabetic range. Um, So that means that with all of the insulin that I'm taking, not so much, but with the insulin that I'm taking, I have managed that my blood sugar is staying inside the range that a person who is pre-diabetic would have, which since I am diabetic, that is obviously a big improvement. So that had been my goal. I'd actually written that down a couple months ago to be my goal for this upcoming year. And then as I was going through this again, I remembered how 
We've had hits and misses with the zero-based calendar. If you haven't heard that, it starts with episode three on the podcast, which is basically my whole system for scheduling things, which I use most of the time, but not all the time, which is why there's an episode on lists. Okay. <laughs> but the reason, the one reason every single time that a new dream calendar doesn't work is because it's not a dream calendar. It's just a calendar of stuff. There is this magic juju that happens as soon as we make things viscerally exciting, extremely compelling, that we have like turbo boost on all of our motivation and excitement to achieve that goal. So six was a very reasonable and rational goal. And I decided um, a couple weeks before Rosh Hashanah, I was going to make it five. Five is a very amazing number on an A1C. It is what non-diabetics have. There are non-diabetics that don't even have as good as that. So as soon as I had the thought, like, what if I put five? My brain was like, this is juicy, (laughs) right? Like, that's exciting. That's worth messing up and learning and getting better and circling back and trying again. Five is worth that for sure, because that is so compelling and exciting to me. So I want you to think about that first of all, right? When we're looking for things that we're shooting for, now there's a fine line. I don't mean that always more is better, right? Sometimes what we're looking for is is just more specific or it's a different take on it or it's a different direction. Be careful you don't end up just, you know, maxing out on all your goals and burning yourself out and not being able to achieve anything. But this was one of my primary goals for this upcoming year because it's so critical and important. And being able to make this goal something fun was so smart. (laughs) Because when I feel heavy and responsible about my health, that doesn't motivate me. It doesn't make me want to do a good job. It doesn't help me to manage the hard days when I want to reach for something to eat that will be bad for my blood sugar. It just doesn't. But when I make it fun, I am so much more willing to try however many different things I need to try to make it work. And the really fun part of this is that earlier this week, I went and got my A1C, my blood test, and I already had a six. (laughs) So I was already at my first goal. So it's a good thing I figured it out (laughs) before. So I had a new goal. Um, Anyway. So that's one piece of it I'm just sharing with you and and why I just want to sort of remind everyone to just try and find that magic when you're setting goals. Try and find that piece that really lights you up. It's better to do that with one small area than to try and fit a lot of really important things in at once, I think. That's my outrageous health goal. And I have business goals and I'm really excited about First Year Married and how it's changing and evolving and how I'm designing everything to be only the best possible thing I can offer for my clients. Like I used to offer a six-week coaching package because it was easier for people who were scared about spending the money on coaching to buy less. But what I realized is that I wasn't serving my clients with a six-week package because the work that's done in a three-month package is so profoundly more than what can be done in six weeks. Six weeks is like finding your wings. 
and three months gives them a chance to start to fly. And that was hard for me because it's easier for people to make a commitment for six weeks. It's much easier to bite that off. But then I made a commitment to myself that I was only going to offer things that were in the best interest of my clients. And so I'm only offering the three-month package now. And all of these like nervous, excited feelings, right? <laughs> like it makes me nervous that I'm doing that. But I'm also so excited because that's so in integrity with what I want to be as a coach and who I want to be is that I'm putting their needs ahead of my ability to make a sale or my, my desire to be able to work with somebody, but focusing more on their sort of ultimate good in this process. So we have those goals. We obviously have lots of things with our, our children and our marriage, you know, that we're trying to just focus on and up level. And I'm sure I'm missing some like major categories, but this is not a scripted one. So you're just going to have to go with that. <laughs> okay. So with all of this stuff going on, I went in to choose a yearly focus. And I first thought, let me just pick the thing that's the most important, right? Like which one of these is the most critical? And I'll just really keep focusing on that. But I found myself feeling very heavy and almost tired with that kind of mentality. Like this one's important. Like I said before, important is a demotivator for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I could just change that? But when I, I've learned to check in with myself to see how I react to my own thinking and my own self-coaching, right? And so when I see that looking for the most important thing demotivated me, well, then I'm probably going to fail at even that, even though I'm just choosing one simple thing. So I looked back at all of this and I thought about what are the things that hold me back in general? And so for me, a lot of it is perfectionism. A lot of it is not wanting to try until I know that it is just right and could never be criticized by anyone, which of course is a fallacy. It's not possible. Or wanting to, to just, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Just not wanting to try anything if I might be able to fail. And that puts me in this very academic pass-fail, you know, graded type of mentality. How am I doing? What's going on? Is there someone else in the better, like in the room that's better than me? Is there, is this going to be graded on a curve, right? Like that kind of like anxious energy that you have when you're checking in with everybody else and trying to see where you measure up. And as I was going into coach training and I was working on these new programs and everything, and I was thinking about, how, and by the way, I hope this is obvious. The reason I'm sharing all of this is because I want you to figure out how this applies for you, right? How you can use sort of this process for yourself. But as I'm going through all of this and thinking, how do I want to show up in these scenarios? How do I want to show up in my training? How do I want to show up in building my business? And what kept coming back to me was I want to be in this like really solid, positive energy, just totally filled with presence and gratitude. And what I realized is that when I'm enjoying something, I'm never in that school mindset. I'm never in that, what's the grade? How am I doing? Is someone else better than me? I'm never there when I'm actively enjoying something. And I love this because one of my, my name is, my Hebrew name is, well, it's Yiddish, but my Jewish name is Kayla. And nobody really knows what that means. But one of the possibilities for what Kayla means is that it's a derivation of the word kli, which means a vessel. And ever since I learned that, I really resonated with this idea of 
being a vessel that is receiving all of the tremendous blessing that is coming my way and appreciating it and being in gratitude for it. And I think the reason that that resonated with me so many years ago is that that is exactly the polar. It is exactly the the 180 from the thing that holds me back the most, which is that sort of anxious academic mentality. Instead of choosing like one specific small goal for the year, which again, totally can work. Just check in with yourself about that goal. What I decided to focus on this year is to really the, the, the phrase is enjoy it all. Because why? Because if I'm enjoying myself with my children, that means that I am present and I am expressing gratitude and love for them. I'm enjoying myself with my husband. I'm taking special time. I'm appreciating the good in him. If I'm enjoying my certification, I'm taking every moment to read and reread all these amazing materials and to study the classes and to ask, you know, to work with my amazing group of, of, of peers inside my, inside my coaching group. If I'm enjoying building my business, I'm coming from a place of plenty. There's plenty to, to take care of. There's plenty. I, I'm so grateful for what I get to do. So yes, if somebody comes along and this is a fit and they resonate with me as a, as a coach with the way that I approach the mind and the way that I approach relationships and they're a yes, then my gosh, it's such a blessing and a pleasure to be able to work with that person, to be able to share this material, which has been so life-changing for me personally, and also is just such an absolute delight for me to do. And you know what? If it's not a fit, (laughs) some of my favorite things about consult calls is when someone's like, now I realize I want to do this instead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you feel so confident. I got to talk to you. I loved talking to you. I loved getting to know you a little bit. Now we're friends. That's what I'm always like at the end of the consult call. We're friends now. And that person came out with like total clarity, right? That's me enjoying myself with them, enjoying being in the position of being able to coach someone, whether that decision ends up being that they're so excited and buying into working with me or that the decision is that they're clear that this isn't what they want right now. They want to focus on something else right now. They want to, I don't know, whatever it is right? I absolutely am geeking out and loving this idea of just coming at this whole yearly direction idea from a place of what is the energy that I can bring to all of this that just makes my normal mind drama and hangups totally irrelevant. And let's just be clear, like I've, I keep catching my brain going there, right? I keep catching my brain being like, oh, this is just too much. My kids are home and it's like phone school. And like, I don't have any time. And my husband has this really demanding job and I have all these hours and all this homework and I need to get it done. And also my clients and my brain will go there. (laughs) But then I'm like, what are you doing? We're going to enjoy it. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, you might be like, well, that doesn't sound very holy or important. And that's the cool thing is it's not. It's not. It's not such a holy and important thought. But what I know for myself is that what it generates for me, what it's fueling for me, is more awareness, more gratitude, more presence, more connection, more of the absolute best of myself that I possibly have to offer to the world. So that works. (laughs) And 
I'm always trying to be more focused on what are the thoughts creating for you than does that thought look good, right? Which is what we so often tend to do. When I got caught up in all my drama about my time and not having enough time and how am I supposed to manage everything and this isn't fair and on and on and on, my brain wanted to just run away with it. My brain wanted to supply all the reasons that was true. My brain wanted to just justify it. Like I wanted to like call other people up or like go on Instagram and be like, can all us moms just talk about how hard this is? And by the way, that's totally fine if that's what you want to do, right? But that was my brain just like taking off, jumping the train and just like riding it all the way down. And what I needed in that moment was to be able to just pull myself off that train right? That's going to go crazy. (laughs) Like who knows how long that's going to go. And ultimately, does that make me feel any better? It might make me feel validated or vindicated or something. But that righteous indignation is to me not a fun and happy, like it's not a feeling I want to be feeling a whole lot of. It doesn't feel very healthy or positive or productive to me. So, which doesn't mean that it doesn't have a time and a place. And for some of you, being a mom and homeschool is the time and the place. So I'm all behind you. I support you 100%. And you can tell me it's really hard. And I'm going to be like, you're right. It's horrible. (laughs) Let's jump on a train together. Okay. But what I needed for myself is to be able to get myself back into a place where I'm not spinning out in fear and confusion and anxiety and overwhelm. And I don't know how I'm ever going to get all this done. Because guess what? I don't do anything <laughs> when I feel like that. Not, nothing happens. Like literally nothing. I am completely useless, right? I'm just like, let's think about how hard it is that I don't have time for an hour, right? And then, or I do something completely procrastinating. So having this anchor, this focus of just enjoy it all, it took me off of that procrastinating spin out that I was doing. And it brought me back into like, oh, let me record a podcast. And you know what? I'm not going to sit down and write a really strict and structured outline and make sure they have three pointers to take away for this tool that you're going to incorporate because that's kind of part of me. Like I love, I have a very, I love making order out of ideas and to make concepts really clear, but I also just like really love this whole community and audience and just kind of want to talk to you guys. So this part of me is here too. And, um, I'm going to enjoy it, meaning I'm going to show up from this energy also, or maybe more so. And I want to um, invite all of you to join me in this because it's awesome. <laughs> you should totally do it. Um, I just So I'll just say this. I'm just going to give you a quick recap so you kind of feel like you know exactly what to take away. Let's say like you were walking your dog and you saw a neighbor and you just got a little distracted. You don't really want to go back. What I want you to do is to think about whether you want to make it for this upcoming Jewish year, school year, or start planning for your new year. Start thinking about what is the energy that is going to have you showing up the way that you want, right? For some of you, it's love. For some of you, it's creativity. For some of you, it's fun. For some of you, it's dedication or passion. What is that energy that you need for yourself? And for me, it was gratitude. And and what kind of simple phrase or word, or saying, can you use that will just be your anchor throughout the year as you start to feel yourself moving away. And it's so cool because as you do move away, you start to sort of recognize the physiological symptoms of those thought patterns, right? When you're anxious, your body acts differently. And you start to just kind of get that red flag of like, oh, I'm drifting. Let me come back to my anchor, right? And it just becomes this game of like, oh, 
I don't have to be there. Let me be here. So now what do I do about the laundry? Because guys, there's so much laundry in my house right now. <laughs> I think I literally have 10 loads that need to be done. Uh, that would have made me faint if I was a newlywed. I'm so sorry for all of you newlyweds. You will never have 10 loads of laundry to do. I promise. You won't be like me. Just use your zero-based calendar. Okay. So final thought, I just want to wrap with you guys, which is that by the time this podcast comes up, I believe first year married, the online course is going to be closed. Those of you who are in it, as you know, you still have access to the materials and we are going to continue our group calls through the end of the year. I want to make sure everyone has time to work through that course, whether you're doing it the first or the fifth time um, before the course closes, and then you'll continue to have access to the classes themselves. However, the October Marriage Mastermind, as of the time that I'm recording this, is not yet sold out. I have 10 spots. It is going to be three months, because right, remember what I said about three months? Three months is transformation time. Three months working in a group of women, and the women we have so far are so phenomenal, are so inspirational. I have women who've been doing this work with me for a long time. I have women who are much newer to this work. And it's going to be three months of working in a group on really getting a handle on your own brain, your own typical, like the hangups that you go to or your default issues or your default, like those little things that are holding you back, really breaking those down in a, in a, with the energy of a group of women who are all doing it together. Everyone in this group is going to be getting coached on a regular basis. Once we do all the really getting to know your brain part of this, we're going to be focusing on finding what really makes you glow, what really makes you light up. So many times I work with women and they say to me, I don't know what that is anymore. Is there something wrong with me? And the answer is absolutely not. So join the mastermind <laughs> because we're going to be making space with for that. And I've done this with several clients where we needed to create a process for finding out what makes you glow again. So I'll be sharing some of the things that they learned and I'm going to be teaching you the process for finding it out for yourself as well. And then finally, we have the last module, which is deep self-trust. We'll be spending a month on each of these modules so that it's fully incorporated for you. And in deep self-trust, that's when you get the follow through. That's when you get, okay, you booked the time for self-care or for exercise or for whatever. Here's the part where you actually do it. And it doesn't come from threatening yourself or beating yourself up or, I mean, guys, come on, have you met me or <laughs> learned anything about how I coach? Obviously not, right? It's going to come from really positive and aligned emotions that are authentic and real and not like woo-woo and mantra-ish. But, you know, if mantras work for you, I'm actually all for it. So... If you're on the fence, let me know. Send me an email. What's the problem? I don't think I'm going to be doing another one of these this year. It's not the plan. The plan is that after this mastermind, I will be focusing exclusively on one-on-one -on -one coaching for the foreseeable future. So this is a fantastic, I was going to say phenomenal and fantastic. So it's a fantastic opportunity to really get your feet wet with coaching or to take the coaching you've done so far and take it to the next level. And I don't want you to miss that opportunity. So you can always email me. We can jump on a call if you have some questions. I hope this actually goes out before we're full or registration closes. And um, I love you all. You're all awesome. I love hearing from you. I love hearing all the things that you're taking from this podcast. It's such an honor to be here each week for you. And I just hope you're all well. Lots of love. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.